When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Vikings Talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And away we go. Yeah, and away we go into the off-season. The off-season discussion starts in three, two, one, right now, gentlemen. Right here on Vikings Ventline, Purple Daily YouTube channel, presented by our friends at Quick Trip. Vikings Ventline is the most fan-friendly interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. We pride ourselves on just turning it over to you guys so you guys can have a platform and speak your mind about your favorite football team, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and our executive producer, Declan Goff. If you'd like to get on the show, send a request to the email address, vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll try to get to as many of you as possible over the next hour and change. Just keep it clean, okay? Don't, uh, don't get us fired is basically our... Our only request. And we'd love to hear you answer the question. I mean, I don't know if you have thoughts on today's game, I guess, you know, <laughs> but, but we're really, we want to turn this discussion forward. We've got several months of team building, draft lead up, free agency, big organizational questions at quarterback. Daniel Hunter's a free agent. What do you want to see happen this offseason? That's the theme here today on Vikings Ventline. We'd love your thoughts. We'd love your takes. If you've got reckless speculation, let's start it up right now here. Uh, Judd, what's your overall takeaway here as the Vikings wrap up a 7-10 and 10 non-playoff regular season? Uh, well, I, I think personally my takeaway is that today went fantastic because this is as far as the Vikings go. You know what? They tried to ha- hang in there at the end. Nick Mullins gloriously did what he's going to do. Uh, I need some time to sort this whole thing out, though, now that it's done, because there's the one of four start extremely disappointing, and that was with Kirk and JJ. And I know it's not all on them, but you you did have your best players. Then once Kirk gets hurt, you sort of had that short-term sugar high, but the reality set in. So what I need to do is I need to figure out personally where I think this franchise is at. I think I sort of know how I feel about it and it's not super optimistic. Now, can that be changed with some good drafting? Yes, absolutely. Um, but you know, the division's getting tougher green Bay. If Jordan love can play and it looks like he might, they're going to be tougher than I thought. I think Chicago is ascending Detroit certainly is solid now. Mm -hmm. So I think the real question that needs to be answered is where do we think this this team and more importantly, the franchise as a whole is currently at with Quazy and Kevin? And are they on the trajectory of this show and of all Vikings fans to actually not make the playoffs, but actually make the playoffs and win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Dex, where are you at now? Where's your head at here after the 
the finale is, has finally passed. We're in the off season now. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like because you're not going into a full reset, but it's just let's wipe this slate clean. Like it was a disappointing year, disappointing finish. It was kind of like played in thirds to a degree. They got off to a slow start, then they won five in a row, and then they lost what seven of eight, I think, or six of seven to close the season. And there's a lot of questions that have to be answered. And I'm just looking forward to Vikings, the Vikings trying to figure out the answers to those questions and whether that's in the draft, free agency. I just I want a clean slate here. This was a, a roller coaster like season. Um, a lot of, lot of what-ifs to a degree, but I'm honestly ready to kind of clean this up a little bit, get get after it in the draft, talk to Miles on 402, and just kind of attack this offseason, man. I'm really excited for that. You know, it's I spent most of the game just kind of, because we're going to, starting on, so we'll give our hottest takes tomorrow on the Monday episode, and, and Judd's going to do a, a pie chart of blame for not making the playoffs, but I started looking ahead to Tuesday's episode, which we're going to do our first sort of offseason blueprint episode on Tuesday. And I, I did some research just during the game. And it is, when you start to lay it out, this team has so many holes and openings they have to account for with free agents leaving, with even, even if you just look at positions where they do have personnel, they need to upgrade certain spots. I mean, Kirk Cousins and Daniil Hunter, their best offensive and defensive player. I guess Justin Jefferson's probably their best offensive player, but maybe their most important offensive and defensive positions and players, both free agents. On the offensive line, they do have the tackles, and that's great. But Garrett Bradbury is going to be 29, and he wasn't great this season. Dalton Reisner is a free agent. Schlotman, Quisenberry, a lot of your depth becomes free. Like, offensive line still needs work. K.J. Osborne, Brandon Powell, two of your rotation receivers are both free agents. On defense, too, D.J. Wanham, free agent. Jordan Hicks, free agent. Marcus Davenport didn't do anything, but he's a free agent. Uh, like you, you have a lot of holes to fill and you don't have a ton of cap space. So I, I think my number one takeaway is this was another great loss. So they, they did what they had to do late in the season. I, I know they weren't trying to lose. It was kind of a perfect result because they kind of fought and Justin Jefferson went for like 200 yards and they scraped and at the end they just came up short. So they, they improved their draft positioning. But my biggest takeaway is I'm ready for this franchise to find the next quarterback. Watching C.J. Stroud and the Texans celebrate in that locker room yesterday and watching some of these other young quarterbacks the last few years light it up, the Eagles and Jalen Hurts making a run last year. Like, I'm ready for a 22, 23-year-old stud franchise quarterback to come into this organization and put a stake in the ground for the next 10 years. That's my primary focus looking ahead at the next four months. I think there's also an... um a very fair and interesting discussion to be had as well about this question uh, beyond that, because yes, get, getting at the quarterback, right. Is the most important thing. Um, and if you can get a stud young one on a contract, that's awesome. But the next question too is, is do you trust um, Quasi for the most part to build all or to fill or to help fill all of the holes that you just broached? Cause you're exactly right. Like this is one of the most, in, in my opinion, it's going to be one of the more interesting off seasons that we've ever done shows on because yes, the quarterback is just like one a and one B one B. But yeah. after that, you, you bring up the most intriguing thing, which is you got to fill a lot of holes and it, it ain't going to be with all-star players. And no. Justin Jefferson is going to get paid. Like I am not concerned about him. Uh, I'm not concerned about him trying to leave. And I know he was frustrated today, but he also to what you said, it had a great day, but, you know, once Jefferson gets paid, you're going to have to get creative 
again too. So like there are just so many things that Quasi and and the people around him are going to have to get right. And yes, it starts with QB, but then from there, there's a lot of other things to fill in. Yeah, I mean, if you're just being objective about this roster, it's certainly not a bad roster. They're not they're not sitting in the position that like the Panthers are in, where you know Adam Thielen went for a thousand yards. He's their number one receiver, but he's not really right. Like the, the Vikings have some studs at key positions and that's mm-hmm. a good starting point. Mm-hmm. But this franchise is not just Kirk cousins, healthy away from running it back and making a super bowl run. Like if you look at this roster objectively and the pieces that are becoming free agents and the holes they have, it's not just get Kirk's Achilles magically healed up, re-signed to Neil Hunter and go beat the San Francisco 49ers and go beat the Dallas Cowboys and Eagles on the road, right? Like they have a lot of work to do. And so if they have a chance, man, if you can get your quarterback for, you know, a rookie scale contract, it makes the other work easier because now you have more money to spend and now you have something solidified. So uh, let's get to the first Vikings fan here on this look ahead episode of Vikings vent line on the purple daily YouTube channel. Declan, who we got? All right, let's go to Corey from Iowa. He's been on a few times this year. What's up, Corey? Corey. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good, man. Good, good. good. Uh, glad the season's over. Uh, that was uh, – I've heard you guys every day, and I'm with you guys 100%. Uh, we need a good draft pick. I'm glad the season's over. Get it over with. Um, I think this is what we should do. Let Kirk go, as we've all been talking about, as you guys have been talking about. Let Kurt walk. I think we reached the ceiling with him years ago. I think that's as far as we're ever going to get with him. Uh, either pick up Penix Jr. or uh, Daniel from LSU. I like the Penix Jr. And I like, I think, I can't remember which, who said it or was a, it was a question. Um, but with Penix Jr. being a left-handed uh, quarterback, you, you, now you can get, you know, say if you want to trade Derrishaw, get some more picks for him. And then, you know, do do some moving around and stuff like that because what you said, Judd, you know, after you pay Jefferson and say you keep, you know, Daniil Hunter, you're paying these guys. Now you got to get a little more creative. So if you do go that route, getting rid of Dareshaw wouldn't be a bad thing because he is a left-handed quarterback. You know, you can get some more assets for that if they do it right, you know, quasing them do this right. Um, I think we're just looking around and looking at the young quarterbacks like you guys are talking about. It's time. Um, I don't want to waste any more time with Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson in the future. Uh, we need a running game, defense. Um, if we do end up keeping Flores, I hope that they listen to Flores and let him pick his defensive players that he wants and leave him alone with that and let him pick his players and let him do his thing. Um, in this offseason, I really think KLC really needs to look himself in the mirror and watch these other head coaches in the playoffs and see how aggressive they are with their play calling and with their and how they're running their their systems, I think that's what he's really lacking. I know he did okay with the Rams, but that was the Rams. That was that was their team. You know, with the, with your team, you got to run your team out. You have you have too many offensive weapons, not to be aggressive all the time. I think he got aggressive at times uh, with the pass to JJ for the touchdown. That was aggressive. Those are aggressive plays. Now I know you have Nick Mullins back there, which you know he can always throw a turnover at any given time. But being aggressive in your play in your play calling, I think he was really lacking that this year. I really think he needs to really look into these other head coaches that are playing in these playoffs, uh, these rookie head coaches that are playing with these playoffs with the younger, talented quarterbacks because that could be you next year. Um, so you really need to look into that. And I just think with Quasey 
him being this numbers guy. I just think he needs to listen to his team. Listen to you guys, the fans. He really, and I understand that's a lot, but listen to the people that, that you guys know what you're talking about when you put the missing holes and everything that we need. And I know it's hard for them not to, you know, to do it all at once, but, you know, it's just little steps, little steps, but it's going to start with the quarterback. And it's time to get the quarterback and, and build around that and, and see where we go. But I appreciate you guys letting me on. Love you guys' show. And I'll keep listening uh, throughout the throughout the off season and everything else. Love it, man. Corey Thanks, in Iowa leading us off here. That was great. Let's let's just keep rocking here. We just we want to know what would you guys like to prioritize? What would you do if you were given the keys to the franchise? What do you want to see happen this offseason, which starts right now because the season's over? All right, let's go to Wiggy. He's got a before I die with him too outside. What's up, Wiggy? Hey guys. So I'm here in LA. I was nice. in the North Loop for the Saints game. Had to get some before I die. But also I feel like it's the last game of the season and it's Harrison Smith's last game as a Viking. So to celebrate his great career, wow. we're out a little before I die. <laughs> oh. Not all of it. It's a good beer. Good. So sip on it. <laughs> good. Yeah, I was worried. Yeah. But it, I mean, it might be. And, and actually not to get like too far ahead here and, and uh, get too in the weeds, but the Vikings don't have, if they're looking to clear cap space, they don't have that many contracts they can tap. Like previous years, you could go and like restructure Brian O'Neill or go to Kyle Rudolph for the hundredth time and take money off of his base salary. The only contract you can really tap, like to cut a guy or ask for a drastic pay cut is probably Harrison Smith. So that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting conversation, man, these next few months. Yeah, I love the dude, but I think it's just time to pray for Lewisine to get better or find someone else. It's a lot of praying, man. Start yeah. now and don't stop till training camp opens. Okay. Awesome, well, thank Wiggy, you thank you for coming on, oh, dude. We appreciate it. Look at that blue sky. Beautiful day there yeah, in LA. Nice. All right, man. Yeah. Vikings fans representing in warmer parts of the mm-hmm. country. Who do we got next here on Vikings Ventline? All right, let's go to Aiden next. Aiden, what's up, buddy? You're on Ventline. Hey, what's up, guys? I wrote down a few notes during the game. Um, I know that probably the focus is going to be the offseason, and I just wanted to quickly say that for any of the fans that are disappointed that the season's over today, don't be, because Purple Daily is the best during the offseason. You get mock drafts daily. It's just fun time on Purple Daily. Um, as far as today, um, I saw that running the ball, I mean, we didn't have over – I don't know, probably around 100 yards just from the eye test. I haven't really looked at the box score, but we ran the ball well. I saw KO called a couple of screen passes, and it just felt like, why did we wait till week 18 to try this out? You know, we still had the aggressiveness with Nick Mullins. We still threw the ball well. Um, There's just, I don't know, just a disconnect between what I feel like KO should be calling and what he was actually calling for most of the season. But moving forward, um, I'm just excited to see the mock drafts and how everything falls um, on the draft board. I did want to just pose one question to you guys. What would you guys do? Let's say, you know, we see the Raiders and the Bears win. We're picking at nine. And by some miracle, Marvin Harrison Jr. falls to us. And there's still two quarterbacks. You know, let's say there's Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix on the board. What are you guys taking? Jaden Daniels, personally. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would love for the draft to be that crazy where those guys all fall to the... By the way, because there's some people asking too, right now, before we know the result of the Bears and Raiders games, uh, the Vikings are slotted in the 10th spot in the draft order. 
if the Bears win against the Packers and if the Raiders beat the Broncos, then the Vikings would hold at the 10th overall pick. And if the Bears beat the Packers, the Vikings would play a fourth place schedule. So they'd have three easier opponents uh, than they or They'd have like the Commanders, the Patriots, and some other Panthers. slappy team, the Panthers, yeah, they, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they would. So the the Bears beating the Packers today is imperative for the Vikings to hold their draft position and for the Vikings to have a weaker schedule in 2024. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it, and I look forward to the off season vent lines, off season mock drafts, and just everything you guys put out. Keep putting out daily content. It's awesome. Thanks. Right Thank on. You. Thank you, Aiden. Appreciate the kind words there. Senior Bowl is next. Then the combine. Let's go, dude. Then, the, the then, then free agency combined with, with workout days, which become really important as well. That, that's the best thing is, is like the, the mock drafts, which are in full force right now, are going to change like three more times. That's the best oh, yeah. part of this whole thing. Well, tomorrow, yeah, we're going to get because tomorrow we, we're going to know the top eight team picks, you know, the non playoff teams. We're going to get we're going to get a flood of mock drafts tomorrow okay. all over the Internet. And to, to Aiden's point, you know, this is if because there's a lot of people I think that maybe jumped on board on Purple Daily as a listener or a viewer on YouTube in the past maybe six months or 12 months. Right. This show throttles the day the season is over. Like we're, we're all in during the season, but we're all in just as much, if not even more, once the season ends from right now until the NFL draft. We are uh, we are your home for daily speculation, theories, roster building, mock drafts, get- everything really really reckless like if you think the oh. last six months have been reckless Dude. you ain't seen nothing yet if you're new to this thing Speculation. Yeah. so click that subscribe button and the like button on the purple daily youtube channel if you haven't already and uh we can we can keep feeding you reckless speculation during the off season this is tom bernard can't get enough of sports talk with phil Mackey and judd zolgad tune in to the new tom bernard show podcast monday through friday as phil and judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Who's next, Declan? All right, let's go to a trio here. We got Eric, Danny, and Derek. I'll even go full screen. Oh, here, wrong, boys. Can you hear us? Oh. Hey, Dennis. Yeah. What's going on? We're calling in from Austin, Texas at the uh, Warehouse Billiard Bar, home of the Austin Vikings fan club for 30 years. It's the 30th anniversary. Wow. Uh, a couple of friends I met there. Just got to say, we love the show. First time calling in. Let's go! Let's go! What do you guys thought? Let's go, Let's dudes. Go. What do you, so, yeah, what, do you, what are we drinking? We got a turnover chain. We got... Uh... <laughs> Lone Star... Pie chart. Pull the pie chart out. You got the oven mitt. I yeah, gotta get one of those. Pickleball. Yeah, we're, uh, Eric and I are unemployed right now, so all we do is watch Purple Daily every day. Yeah, you call <laughs> God bless you guys. You're our Just medicine, brother. You're our speculating medicine. recklessly while uh, updating your LinkedIn profile. I love <laughs> we were it. Joking about Speculation. We were joking about the end of the game. Mullins four, going over 400 yards maybe with no turnovers. Yeah. And then, of course, literally the next two uh, drives, turnovers. Turnover, yeah, he was – got to expect it. Nick the pick. Nick the pick. <laughs> He's a blast. I want, I want to see – they, they, they had like 40 different advertisements for this the spring league, the, the two leagues that merged, the UFL. I want to oh, see Nick Mullins 
carve up the UFL? Can the Vikings like loan him to who are some of the teams? The, the Rough Riders or somebody? He might get it. I mean, he might take it if they pay him right. But all I got to say is through the thick and thin, you got to believe we're building something. Don't forget Skull Vikings. We're going to make this happen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, man. guys. We watch you every day. Thank maybe you. Maybe next year, you know, we, we say it every year. But love you guys. Take care. Hey, Cheers, appreciate you guys. That's the Austin, Texas contingent. <laughs> Of purple daily listeners, Vikings fans love those it. guys are awesome. That is great. <laughs> that's how that's how you have a positive attitude. Today was ultimately right. a good this season. Injuries, dumb turnovers early on. Like some years are just weird and fluky in the NFL, and there's a lot of a lot of fun things ahead for the Vikings. So, and for uh, and for this show, who's next, Declan? Who do we got? All right, let's go to Clayton next year. What's up, Clayton? How are you guys doing? Um, What's going on, man? Well, these last couple of weeks have been absolutely painful. In fact, the whole month of December has been that that three to nothing win against the Raiders, and you know that that Bengals game on that Saturday afternoon just made me angry. I, I had to go work out after that happened just to get that get that frustration out. Um, I went I went to that game on Christmas Eve at home versus the Lions, and you know obviously that was pretty disappointing. Mullins throwing 400 something yards and four picks. And, uh, well, the, the topper of all the, uh, last week when we played the Packers at home, I threw a new year's Eve party, had a couple of my good friends from Southern Wisconsin up here for that, to watch that game with me. So, uh, a little bit of an extra spit in the face there, but yeah, it's all right. The season's over. Um, this off season is going to be pretty interesting. Okay. So here's what I want to see happen. Um, sign JJ, you know, he deserves it. He, he's obviously very frustrated at times, not only in this game, but just the way the season's gone, who could blame him? Um, he's, you know, he's not out there trying to lose games. He was giving it his all. He had a good game today. Um, so you sign him, sign Daniel Hunter, uh, Kirk, I love you, but it's, Time to go. Um, good luck on the Falcons or the Buccaneers or whatever new team he's going to be playing on, right? It's time to go find our new franchise quarterback. And I'd say use that first-round pick to get him, no matter where they end up. Are they 10th right now? Right the, now, right the now they're 10th, and we're, and we're just awaiting the next three hours. So if you're, if you're watching Red Zone, if you're watching these games at home, you're rooting for the Bears and the Raiders today, Vikings fans. That would, that would be that. the best. I got that game on right now. Okay, so before I go here, I've been waiting for this one. I've had, I feel like I've had this one in the uh, oven for a couple of weeks, but I want to give out my hottest take for the 2023 season. Oh. Uh, I, I might get blasted in the comments section for this, but for this team, I'll do it. I don't care. Um, so let's play the what-if game. If – this wasn't the most fundamentally broken team I've ever seen in my life. Um, if you, even if you just take away one turnover from each of their losses, and if Kirk didn't get hurt, and if JJ didn't get hurt, even with all the holes that this roster has, this 2023 Vikings team is not only the number one seed in the NFC, they're possibly 17-0. and 0. Whoa! Now there's Whoa. yeah. Whoa, Clayton! I told you it was gonna be a hot Clayton. take. I wasn't afraid to tell it. 
Well, just just think about it. Think about how weak the <laughs> NFC has been this year. The 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, obviously they're playoff teams. They're good teams, but they're not perfect, right? They're they're beatable. Even even the 49ers, like we've been talking about how they're one of the best teams in the league. They got trounced on at home Christmas Day. Um, so they're beatable, right? So the playoffs are unpredictable. Like even if the Vikings were in that number one seed and the, the hypothetical 17 and all, there's no telling what would happen. But the solution to fixing this regular season for the Vikings, it's simple. The fundamentals, right? The turnovers and just staying healthy. And if all three of those things were just perfect, they could be the number one seed. Uh, that, that's my hottest take. Wow, Clayton, perfect, thanks for coming on. Perfect Clayton. season, yeah. Thank Appreciate you, guys. You, man. Dolphins. We'll some, we'll Seventy-two Dolphins are like we can't pop. We can't pop our champagne because of those bastard Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was well, going mean, to be cheeky. I thought he was going to be cheeky, and then all of a sudden he turns it into seventeen and zero. I like. I like the evolution of that take. Yeah. Oh, and, and they did play. So today, today was a ten-point game. So they played. I think it was fourteen one-score games this year. After going, was it eleven and zero last year in one-score games? And I yep. think it's easy to get tripped up when, man, they're in these games. They were like six and eight in those 14 one score games. But you're you're not going to go. And I know they went 11 and 0 in one score games, but that regressed hard back to mm-hmm. back to uh, to earth. So just because mm-hmm. you're in every game and you're never going to have a full slate of health, you're never going to have, you know, no turnovers. Those are things there's just a baseline of now the Vikings, I think probably went beyond like the normal level of injuries where you lose your two best offensive players for half the season or more. Um, but like there is a level of injuries and turnovers and bad things that yeah, are just happen. baseline and you have to find a way to be better on top yes. of those. And yes. Yeah. And you, I don't think you, you can control. I, I mean, they, they in uh, 2022 had great fortune with guys not being hurt. Right. So yeah. like that's not not really a controllable thing. Turnovers you you are to blame for when it gets to, to be, you know, the absurd amount that the Vikings had this season. But it's why last year is somewhat frustrating still, because like you had some luck. And yes, it's luck, but like the question becomes how far can you take that then? Hey, by the way, uh bear down. Three nothing Chicago Bears right. early at Lambeau Field. Bear down. We are all Bears fans today. We are, we're part of the Hallis family, baby. Today, yep. let's let's make it happen, Chicago. Absolutely. Come on, guys. All right, let's get to uh, another Vikings fan here. We want to hear what do you want to see this off season, Vikings fans? All right, let's go to AJ next. What's up, AJ? Hey guys, not to not to come at a, a fellow listener here, but I don't know if that was a hot take in the oven or a weed brownie. That was just a weed. <laughs> into the Clayton's into the edibles today. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I think it's I think it's time to clean the slate. Um, I've had enough of Kirk and Harrison Smith and just kind of these older guys with the contracts kicking it down the road. So I'd love if they would bring in Gardner Minshew or Baker Mayfield as as a bridge cheaper than. Kirk on a short-term deal and go get Jane Daniels or Michael Penix, who is like, I think the number one choice in my head, if they can't draft up. Um, I, I will really hope that uh, KOC just, I don't think he needs to look at all the other coaches and do, like mimic what they've been doing around the league. But I think he just needs to look at his opening press conference and just deliver on the stuff that he said. 
like married marrying the run in the past that was completely out of whack this year um yeah. situational masters the handling of the middle eight like all of that stuff that just yep. has gone by the wayside due to the injuries and Quasi, i think it's i mean i don't know about you guys but i think it's money time for him um this almost feels like that off season that they were going into after 2017, where it was just like, make it or break it. Um, I think he needs to go. I, I saw, I know you guys haven't talked about this on the show yet, but I saw this interview with Mina Kimes and one of the beat reporters where he was kind of saying, um, he thinks it's gone under the radar, how much the Vikings were willing to give up to go get Anthony Richardson this off season. Like it was yeah. a huge haul. I think he needs to go to the Wilkes and make a swing because he's tried to do it their way and slow play this rebuild, but it's just not happening. Um, I don't know if you guys saw at the beginning of the game, they were going through the last three drafts for the for the Lions, and it was just like five starters here, five starters there, five starters there. And it's like, I think he needs to have one of those drafts to save both him and KLC and lock up the future of the team. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's some great stuff here from AJ. Thanks for coming on here and, and giving us your thoughts. And like on the mirroring of the pass on the run game. And I get that they were down 13, nothing right away. So they're down two scores early on, but man, even with backup quarterbacks, KOC would rather throw the ball twice for every run. Nick Mullins. And Hey, he threw for 396 yards, nine yards per attempt. A couple big touchdown passes should have had right. another one to Jordan Addison on that flea flicker. Um, but it was 44 pass attempts. Another four sacks, so call it forty-eight dropbacks, and then the two runs. So he was it was fifty dropbacks for Nick Mullins versus twenty called runs in this game. <laughs> yep, and and Ty Chandler when he got a chance looked good again. So like that's another yep. like that that's going to be a um if if there are four or five mysteries of the two thousand twenty three season, the Ty Chandler thing is definitely going to to be one. And I don't know what Daryl Johnston thinks madison has done in like a previous life or something but if i had to hear him talk about i really like this guy really it's like dude did you watch any did you talk to anyone outside this team about him um but i i think that the best point that was just made is this i I actually think if you break this thing down going into next season i think there's more pressure on quasi than o'connell that's probably fair i think that that's that's the hidden like yeah. we we get on Kevin because he calls plays and he's out there every day and he talks to the media constantly. Um, but that's a really good point. Like the Lions, if you look at why the Lions are successful, it's because they're building teams. You guys, Andrew Booth Jr. played today. It's almost unplayable. <sighs> yeah. Evans has taken steps backwards. You know, uh, when, when you look at uh, Brian Asamoah, like you are, these are guys that have, you know, I'm sorry, but first and second day picks have to, at some point contribute and it can't be, well, they're special teamers. It's gotta be, no, they move into like Jordan Hicks's role. Right. And you just aren't getting that consistently. And that goes well beyond scene. Um, by the way, on Ty Chandler. So with 12 carries for, was it 60, 69 yards today? Uh, six yards per carry today for Ty Chandler. He winds up with four and a half yards per carry for an average, which puts him right above Jonathan Taylor and Brees Hall among running backs. I'm not saying that he would that he's Brees Hall or that, you know, he's a fully healthy Jonathan Taylor, but like huge difference. 
over any and he carried the ball a hundred times, a hundred two times on the season, even after barely not uh, like barely getting yep. the ball in the first you know yep. two and a half months or so. All right, let's uh, keep it rocking here. Vikings vent line on the purple right, daily YouTube. Josh. Next year. Hey, Josh, what's up? Hey, guys, how are you? Uh, first things first, I absolutely love your guys' show. Listen to it every day. Uh, appreciate yeah. everything you guys are doing. Uh, I'm not a Kirk stan. Uh, so, you know, I, before this game, I was looking at it like I'd like to see Kirk come back on short-term deal so we could have a uh, rookie quarterback sit behind him and, and get to learn. I, I don't know that that's the, the thing to do. I still think you're going to be spending way too much money there, even for a short period of time. We definitely need to uh, see what we can do to draft high or get a quarterback on a rookie deal. That way we can sign Jefferson, Darisaw, some of these other players, and then really fill the holes to Judd's point. Defenses, it's amazing how bad some of the, the defensive picks that we've had in the last couple of years, that they, they can't get on the field, and when they do, it's – they're just absolutely horrible to play. Uh, they're behind several other uh, players that are coming off the practice squad. It, it, it's amazing. I, I just don't see how some of these young defensive players will be able to step up and start long term. Uh, and I, I really feel like we need to we need to start drafting on the defensive side. Uh, you know, the, the defensive line is huge. We have a, a number of holes there, and then on the offensive side, um, rookie quarterback and just see what we can do. We've got, we've got too many high, uh, paid players that are coming up or they will be high paid players when we re-sign them on the offensive side to pay a quarterback a bunch of money. We need that rookie deal. Yeah. No, good points here, Josh. Appreciate the kind words and, and thanks for, for coming on the show. Who do we got next here on Vikings vent line decks? Let's go to our guy, Austin. Austin, what's up, buddy? You're on vent line. What's going on, guys? Nice to hang out with you again. I don't have any Surly, so I do have some uh, Kentucky bourbon that I'm going to be sipping on, kind of celebrating this A little something stronger today. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one for the season. Absolutely. I got one of those little ice cubes that you freeze up, and it's in one of the spheres, so I don't have to actually waste ice. That's good. That's pretty cool. Um, Just just a couple things. I mean, thank goodness the season is over, and we're, we're, we're finally in a position where, guys, we can finally draft one of these stud quarterbacks coming out. But at the same time, we're jaded Vikings fans, right? I mean, we we, we see what this ownership can do. It's something just tells me, I know I came on Bentline a couple weeks ago. Something just tells me, I went on ahead and said that we were going to draft Michael Penix. But something tells me after seeing the performance today, that the Will says, God, I mean, we almost did it with, with Nick Mullins, you know, if we could just beef up this defense a little bit and just, we just got to plug Kirk Cousins right back in there. I can totally see that <laughs> oh happening, you know, and <laughs> maybe this kind of falls into the same draft. And I, something tells me that it, it's kind of like the Teddy Bridgewater draft. Maybe we go defensive player early. And then I don't know what kind of, what kind of capital we had to give away for something to trade back up into the first round early second to kind of yeah. go snag our guy. I, I think that that'd be pretty cool too, but, I guess on the other hand, it's it's also kind of bittersweet because this is another season, a Viking season, where we're just talking about next year, right? I mean, teams are kind of passing us up. I'm watching the Fal- I'm watching the the Texans and the Colts game yesterday, yeah. and you kind of hear them. Well, they they're going to be set up for years to come. They're looking good. Look what the Colts have been doing without the without their guy, you know, with Gardner Minshew. And I know it was kind of fun at the beginning of the seasons, like yeah, the Lions. At least it's not the Packers, right? It's 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 a little Lions. Well, guess what? They're for real. They have a coach. This isn't a a pop-up season. It's 
And it just seems like every every time the Vikings are good, it's it's a pop up season. You have you have the 2009. You got Brett Favre. This is your destiny, right? Or you have the you have the Super Bowl in Minnesota, and you you finally beat the demons of the Saints and had the Minneapolis miracle. Let's go do it! Or you're so close, 13 wins last year. Let's go do it this is your destiny. And it, it it just always seems like every year we always sort of get passed up. When's the last time you ever seen that the Vikings were we're good going into next year? We're playing with house money. Last time I can remember that was the Seattle game and Teddy Bridgewater, and you, you know what happened that next year. So yeah. No, great stuff. Austin, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate you and uh, go enjoy that that Kentucky bourbon after a tough seven win season here. Let's keep it going here. We got some some good stuff. We just want to know where we're a half hour in 35 minutes. We want to know what do you want to see happen this offseason? That's the main question of the show here as we look ahead to the next few months on Purple Daily. All right, let's go to Jim next year. What's up, Jim? Hey, guys, I learned something today. If everything is perfect, you can go seventeen and zero. It's tr- it's awesome. true. Hey, hey, find a lie. I don't I don't think he was lying. If things do go perfect, you can go seventeen and zero. That's fantastic. Anyway, you know I'm not going to talk quarterbacks or wide receivers. I mean, we all know that those are the sexy players. Um, it's just it's I'm not going to talk about that because everyone knows that. To me, what's sexy is. Um, going deep in the playoffs, uh, maybe going to a Super Bowl and God forbid winning a Super Bowl. And to need that and to do that, I think the sexiest players in the world are just the dogs in the trenches. Oh, I think let's go. I think we've been overlooking that. Football. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, the lines. Because like yeah. look at Detroit. They built up their lines. Yep. And that's the thing is and and Phil's right. The Vikings tackles are really good. Okay. So, so when o- O'Neill and Darisaw are both playing and healthy, but you know, there's a lot left to be d- a desired at guards and at center really. And if you look at the d- the defensive side, Harrison Phillips is basically, I think being asked to do something that's not his strength, right? He's not yeah. a run stopper. He's not that big three, four Ted Washington fat man. So yeah, we need you. like a, yeah, we need like a, a, Pat, uh, Kevin Williams, Pat Williams. We Pat need, Williams. yeah, we just, yeah, we just we need dogs in there. Yeah. yeah, it is. And, and even as thin as the defensive line is in terms of like talent and just high end players, even a lot of those players that played a lot of snaps are becoming free agents. Like Jonathan Bullard played 600 snaps on the D line. Not very well necessarily, but he's a free agent. Kyrus Tonga is a restricted free agent. So yeah, they've got they got work to do, and those are I would say edge rusher, quarterback, and in dominant interior defensive line players. Those are players that you don't. I know the Vikings have found some Daniel Hunters and Everson Griffins later in the draft, but those are guys that you hunt in the first round. Yeah. So they they need all three of those things, and they have one first round pick, but they also are going to have like a pretty early second round pick. But they have to decide. You know, are we are we going to build in the trenches with our top 10, top 12 pick? Are we going to start with a quarterback and try and find defensive line help elsewhere? Yeah, you, you know, know, it's just it's so frustrating because, damn it. I mean, the NFL game is won and lost in the trenches. And damn it, we're so soft. Yeah, we're yeah. so soft in, in on both sides of the ball. It's just yeah, madness. It's, it's true, man. Yeah. Jim, thanks for coming on. Talking trenches here. Jim's not wrong. Vikings not wrong. And and then part of your problem too is you've uh recently whiffed on so many cornerbacks 
that that's another priority position. But like you're to, to your point, Phil, you're going to have to pick and choose. Like you can't go get, so are, are you going to like try to go to free agency? Are, are you going to think that with the year in the system, Murphy's improved, but you know, my God, if Booth could play, that'd be huge. Now I think Blackman can, that's good. But I mean, there are just a, so many decisions to be made because there's, there's a lot of question marks at positions that usually get pr- get taken pretty high in the draft right now. I would also say because the the Vikings they didn't have like Daniil Hunter was their only really like organic pressure generating edge rusher or defensive lineman of any kind, right? So they had they had to send more blitzers than any team in the NFL, and that puts your cornerbacks in a tough spot. So I, I just wonder if they had if they had better organic pass rush where they didn't have to manufacture it by sending six and seven, would mm-hmm. the back end fare better in some of these metrics that we look at on like pro football focus? But Hey, before we uh, go further here and uh, keep diving into the future of the Minnesota Vikings, Judd, tell the audience about quick trip and what a great combination. Go get your gas, go get yep. some groceries for us snacking during road trips. Yep. Love us some quick trip on this show. Breakfast, lunch, everything. And speaking of uh, gasoline, it's that time of year when it's starting or it's gotten cold outside. And you want to know that what is in your car, the gasoline in your car is good stuff. Well, Quick Trip is the place to stop because they back every drop of gasoline with their quality gas uh, guarantee. Get to your destination without worrying about what's in your tank. It's just another way that Quick Trip provides great customer service. Your one-stop shopping if for whatever you need, including knowing that your car is running like it should because of the Quick Trip quality gasoline guarantee. Uh, also, so this is a fun event here. The Brainerd JC's Ice Fishing Extravaganza, the 34th annual Brainerd JC's Ice Fishing Extravaganza, Saturday, February 3rd on Gull Lake's Hole in the Day Bay. Over $250,000 in prizes, and you can purchase tickets for the event just $50 at any of the 49 fleet farm locations across Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, North Dakota, or by visiting icefishing.org. So icefishing.org to get all the information. Uh, that's Saturday, February 3rd, the 34th annual Brainerd JC's Ice Fishing Extravaganza on Gull Lake's Hole in the Day Bay. Go to icefishing.org. All right, let's keep the train moving here. What do you guys want to see happen this offseason? Vikings Vantline, who's next? Go to James. What's up, James? Hey, guys. Um, is that a Jared Allen jersey? Please tell I me. I mean, is. is this Jared is. Allen? Yeah. I was going to say, because you Allen. look like Jared Allen, and this is this is a beautiful yeah. avatar happening. Uh, right I'll, I'll kick it off with a, with a story then. Um, so I'm sitting here last November, October, watching the pregame ceremony with my wife, and here comes Jared Allen on the field, on his horse, his locks flowing in the wind. <laughs> I look at my wife, and I'm like, what am I doing? Why did I don't why don't I have a mullet? So I convinced her to let me grow out a mullet until Jared Allen is inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is the number one thing I'm looking forward to this offseason, and maybe more so my <laughs> wife. because um, down here in Texas, uh, a mullet can get pretty hot pretty quick. But wow, I love the you had this existential discussion with your wife about honey, it's my calling. Do, I have to you... have a mullet. Do you chop it off when the announcement comes that he's going in, or do you wait till the July induction when he gives his speech? It's a great question. I haven't talked to my wife about it. You know, part of me wants to do it as, as soon as I know, uh, but it feels like the induction is probably the right time to do it. But July is pretty hot here, so, um, right. so some debates to be had there. 
Wow, amazing, man. Just ca- calf roping your way yeah. in that faded Jared Allen jersey. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to, you know, find find something to put um some some marks in here for uh different life events, but um just wanted to join in and say like, hey, it's been a great season. I'm a little uh mixed emotions here because it's the last game of the season. I just now found out that there's a Minnesota Vikings group that meets in South Austin. So I've got to wait until probably the draft before I can uh, go hang out with those guys. But um, glad we lost kind of mixed emotions. I have a son who's basically the same age that I was whenever Randy Moss was a Viking. And so he's getting to, you know, in parallel live vicariously through the Justin Jefferson years. Um, So it's, it's fun to have that, but you know, trying to tell my son it's good if we lose today uh it's a foreign concept um you know he's off he's, he's like i'm gonna go play outside now but um yeah i just wanted to join in and say hey i'm excited about the off season um if i had to name one thing that we need to do this off season i would have to agree with jim we've got to get bigger and nastier on defense um offensive line is i think okay i think that side of the ball is very finesse it's okay, I think, if we stick that way, but our our defense needs a little bit more of a personality outside of um whatever mind uh Brian Flores has. But yeah. Yeah. No, hey, great stuff here. James yep. in Texas with the Jared Allen. Mullet. God, I love it. Mullets are so oh man. That that was my my heyday because I, I had hockey hair, aka a mullet in the early nineties. Wow. Just a great look. Didn't you have a perm at one point too? In my teen, uh, yeah, when I was like a sophomore in high school, bad idea, terrible idea. The perm was you not. You need good. to bring more of these photos. The to mullet, social the media. mullet was, but the mullet at the time, I embraced that. That was great, but it wasn't like that one. Like he's got, that's a really impressive one. I had one, but it wasn't that long. Obviously, is Jared Allen still trying? Because remember, he we we sort of facilitated years ago. He jokingly, we thought kind of jokingly said, yeah, I want to, I want to be a part of the U S curling team. I've never curled before, but I'm captivated. And we connected him with like a higher up at one of the curling centers. And that kind Mm -hmm. of sparked his, is he still trying to do that? I don't know. I think think he is. Well, he definitely, he definitely, he like, he like went like multiple years down the path. He, he was on a did. team that tried to qualify for the Olympics. I want to say the last winter games. I don't think his team didn't make it. And I don't know. I, I know he's doing different stuff as well now. I think he gets bored easily. Okay, there's okay, there's a story from April 1st, 2023 on Olympics.com. So mm-hmm. from like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. NFL star turned curler Jared Allen on 2026 Olympic Dream. I know what we have to do to accomplish what we want to accomplish. Nice. Okay. So he is still targeting Good. 2026. Good for him. Oh, man. All right, let's keep this conversation going here. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? All right, let's go to Dan. Dan, what's hey. up, man? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, man. Excellent. All right, I got a couple questions for you. So this team had no identity for, like, the entire season. And I feel like at the very beginning part of the season, there were so many turnovers that they had no idea what type of team they were. They were like a finesse team. And they're like, oh, crap, we forgot to run the ball. And then they're like, oh, well, Madison can't really run very well. So, and all these other teams have, like, identities. You know what I mean? They, like, they know what they do well, and they just hammer it home. So I urge you guys to look back at the – when KOC was with the Rams, I urge you guys to look back at that team and figuring out how the similarities were between that Rams team and the Vikings team. Because, like, 
they're not too far off, you know, because they they did lose some games in that season too. But like, would you take like a healthy Matthew Stafford in his prime over a healthy Kirk Cousins in his prime? Oh God, a hundred a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, yeah, and they had like what Aaron Donald, and they had a, a, some other things. So they had some better pieces, but like, do you guys think if you like? Here's a serious question. Do you think Mike Zimmer is sitting back in his chair right now in his ranch just laughing? <laughs> I think the, I, the- I think he is probably still at the point where he enjoys watching the Vikings fail after the way things ended. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. So, I don't know. There's some serious questions. And, like, I was listening to your take this week about how the Vikings are in one of three categories always with QBs. It's time that they go into that third category where they need – if they're going to rebuild and be serious, they need to get in the trenches. They need to get a rookie QB and they need to just face the facts. Cause like I'm convinced the Wilfs and like there are two teams in the NFL, I think that are always like average. And I don't know if like the league like wants them to be average, but like the Vikings and the Steelers are always like middle of the road and they like will not bow down to like be bad to get good. I don't know. What do you guys think? But yeah. the Steelers have but the Steelers have the, the championships in their past. Like that's that's the thing is I think if we had let's say in the nineteen seventies, the Vikings won three of the four appearances, right? I think we'd perceive this whole thing differently then. The thing is you don't have a championship. The Steelers do. I know what you're saying. Um, but to your thing about identity too and the comparison to the Rams, I, I think there's actually a case to be made and a I'm curious if the statistics or the or the um, personnel grouping stats would show this. I think the Vikings, I think O'Connell coming up from the Rams in 2021 to 22 had much more of an identity of a identified identity for last year's Vikings team, which was a lot of 13 personnel, the McVeighian way. Right. And then in the offseason, and I don't mind this, they said, hey, let's take some Shanahan principles. Right. Let's play. Let's play a little bit more um, with an extra tight end. They signed Oliver. Let's use CJ Ham differently. And so I think that part of the issue that I don't get, but it became a problem, was the identity of this team. To me, got far more confused from an offensive standpoint of personnel groupings than it was a year ago. Yeah, and some of this is based on you know who do you have as weapons on offense, but the, the, you kind of alluded to it. The main thing with the Rams when Kevin O'Connell was there is the Rams ran more 11 personnel than any team in the league. They ran like 85 or 90% or maybe I don't have it. It's like 80%. I want to say of their first down plays were 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers on the field. Right. And the Vikings were not quite that aggressive with 11 personnel in KOC's first year, but they were like among the league leaders in running 11 personnel out there. And they scaled back on that this year. It's almost like after the first season, he said, yeah, I don't know if we can do it quite the way the Rams do. We we want to run the ball better, so we're going to go a little heavier. We're going to sign Josh Oliver. We're going to bring C.J. Ham back, and we're going to and we're going to lean into heavier personnel packages. And the running game got worse. So there's a lot, I think schematically, personnel, there's a lot of things to just go back and look at here. Yeah. If you're uh, the front office and the coaching staff the next few months, beyond who is the quarterback going to be. For 2024 and, kept, and beyond. And part of the problem, too, was the guy who was going to run more didn't trust the run. Like, that's the thing. If is if you're going to commit to it, you've got to commit to it. And it was as if they said, well, Madison's not what we thought, but we're still going to keep it. You know, at some point in time, flip the script. 
and they yeah. didn't want to. And and that's the thing is, I think far too often it became predictable. I think that was part of the problem. Yep. All right, let's keep it going here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, let's go to Jamie next. What's up, Jamie? Hey, guys. Uh, coming from Arizona. Uh, and I, I was going to say, I sure wish I had a quick trip out here so I could go get a box of Dunkers and, and prove a copy to drown my sorrows from the season. And so, but we don't, unfortunately, there's not any within a few thousand miles of here. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can uh, yeah. talk to our people and get, get one somewhere in the Phoenix area yeah. for you. Out in the yeah. desert for you. Uh, and on a more serious note, like um, I turned 45 yesterday. I've been a Vikings fan for about 36 years, I want to say. Uh, and another year, you know, if we look, without you know even sniffing a super bowl yeah um and you know I, you know it's the mantra of the show of before i die is is fun but it's also like there's a lot of vikings fans out there that this is their last season that you know and with that in mind i kind of wanted to look at kirk cousins and you know the, that's the biggest decision coming out of the season and pose a question to you which is if your choice if, if your only two choices are resign kirk cousins let Danielle Hunter walk, draft an edge rusher in the first round with that pick in, in that place, or let Kirk walk, uh, draft Jaden Daniels or Penix uh, and re-sign Danielle Hunter, which one puts us closer to getting to a Super Bowl, if those are your two choices? Yeah, Jamie, thank you for uh, for jumping on here. I'll, I'll take a stab at that. I think... The only way I'm bringing Kirk Cousins back is if he is not the centerpiece of my offseason plan. If he wants to come back for way less money and he wants to be a part of this thing and be comfortable with a first round draft pick being on the roster, then okay. But I don't, I mean, he's probably going to go test the market and see what Pittsburgh has to offer and, and the Falcons. And so I just don't see a world where you bring him back for for two years and 75 to $80 million. And you find all the other necessary pieces to win big in those two years. Like that's like, if you're, if you're not, if you're not going to contend for a Super Bowl in the next two years, then what's the point of continuing to pay Kirk any more than like a super team friendly contract. That's kind of where I'm at with this discussion. I would say your best chance if you want to win a championship is door two and take a, take a quarterback. Um, because, you know, I'll go back to what I've said. I don't think Kirk is going to win a Super Bowl. Now, if you just want to get to the playoffs next year, so if, if you say, you know what, I just like making the playoffs. It's just fun. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, you probably bring back, back Kirk and you pay Kirk. And, you you know, if Kirk stays healthy, I think you make the playoffs. But if you want a Super Bowl championship, you got to start to take some chances here. And, you know, now, now you could say, well, oh, okay, the kid, you know, Stroud with the Texans is unbelievable, but what about Young? And he had a terrible start, and yeah, that's you all might true. whiff. You but might you whiff. Got, well, or you might whiff for a year, and then he comes in in year two. I mean, Bryce Young's not done yet. So, but that's my thing is, I, I, I would rather roll the dice and be wrong because the thing is, if you if you roll the dice and are really wrong, it's going to get people fired. Yes, but you're also going to have some great draft picks for a while. Yeah. you know, for a couple of years. So, so that's, that's the thing is, but if you're chasing a Super Bowl championship, I think you've got to start to take chances. And and I think what, one of the reasons why the, this franchise does not have a Super Bowl ch uh, championship is far too often, especially it feels like in recent years, they don't take the ultimate chances. 
Yeah, and like, and just one more thought, and then we'll get back to to Vikings fans here. But if if you're telling me like, okay, Super Bowl blueprint is the goal. The goal isn't to get to nine wins again and to get in and see what happens. The get in and see what happens is based on what? Because the 2007 Giants did it. Okay, well that's an anomaly. And that team had Hall of Famers too. Like that team had a crazy good defensive line, one of the best four man pass rushes in the last 20 years in the NFL. Yep. So if you're telling me, okay, here's two options. You can re-sign Kirk, and let's say it's $35, 40000000 million a year, which if he, if he gets into a bidding war with three other teams, that, that's probably what the price is going to be. And I no longer have financial flexibility to go fill defensive line holes or to go, and I don't have a ton of draft capital, right? It's not like I have three first-round picks, you know, like the Vikings did uh, eight or ten years ago. Or I can take a gamble on a first-round quarterback and for the next five years, I have extra money to spend. I can plug holes in free agency. Because I'm drafting 10th, I didn't have to give up three future first-round picks to move up from 23rd to 5th or whatever, right? People are only thinking about, well, what if you whiff on the quarterback? Then what? I would say, well, yeah, there is a chance you would whiff on that quarterback. And then you're going to be, like, bad for a minute, and then you'll flush it and try again, which they've done. This, this franchise, outside of the first, like, six expansion years, has never had an extended period where they've been garbage. They always bounce back after one or two bad years because ownership, front office, they're pretty well run for the most part. The last very important thing, though, to keep in in mind is for this year, C.J. Stroud's been great. The Texans are a great story. But that does not mean Bryce Young sucks. And it does not mean that the, the quality of the performance by those two won't flip at some point. So sure. like if so like if you draft Penix or Daniel's first round, okay, and they don't get off to a great start, it's not the end of the world. They might Josh be Allen. absolutely fine. Yeah, exactly. So that's the other thing is I feel like we now judge, um, especially high picks, high rookie drafted QBs on year one as 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 if you signed them like Kirk. Like we've seen that experiment. That was Kirk Cousins, 2018. You're a veteran. Come in here, win a Super Bowl. Oh, that didn't come close to happening. That's that experiment. Now we're talking about drafting and cultivating a kid, and it might take him two or three years. But guess what? If it works, you are now in for long-term stability that this that this franchise has not consistently had. Yep. All right, let's go back to Vikings fans here. What do you want to see happen this offseason is the question of the day here on Vikings Ventline, Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, let's go to Scott. What's up, Scott? Hey, guys. How are you? Good man. So, just a quick historical deal. Thinking about uh, since we're looking at number 12, 11, or ten, it would so this twenty-four draft. It'll be twenty-five years since we took Culpepper with the eleventh, mm-hmm. and thirteen years since we took Ponder with the twelfth. So we've seen the opposite ends of uh, yeah of drafting. Um, you know, it's year three with KOC uh, coming up, and the reason we got him and I was looking at him, you know, molding a quarterback. I, I, I would like to see cousins come back, but I just don't think it's possible with the salary cap and everything. Um, I just hope that this has been a good learning season for KOC and what he wants in that quarterback room and really thinks about number two as well as number one. Cause we've seen, you know, it's just been like a undateable girls in you know in the quarterback room from the sense where mm-hmm. he just keeps going back from you know 
one to two to three to back to one to two to three. It's like a three step. So, you know, I, I'm really curious to see what we can do in the draft. In and I love the NFL offseason, but I do wish it was like the NBA where we had the draft before free agency. Because mm. that makes free agency difficult. You don't know what you're going to be able to get in the draft, you know, with the quarterback and with Cousins. Cousins might be elsewhere, can't get anybody in the draft with, where they really wanted to go, and uh, it's too late. I wonder, that's a great question. Scott, thank you for, for jumping on here. I'm, I'm sure it's been talked about behind the scenes with the league, but would it be a better off season if the draft was held in, you know, mid March around the time where free agency is and then, and then free agency. But the, but the problem there is in the NBA, the season ends in June and then players know where they're going to land less than a month later because free agency opens up in the NFL. If you waited until like April or May for free agency, you'd literally have guys not knowing where they're going to live, not knowing where their families are going to be for like four or five months. So that's probably why they do it this way. And plus, it's a plethora of, of guys, too, because, I, I mean, th- mm-hmm. that involves a lot of just, you know, journeymen's uh, guys trying to sign. Yeah. So plus, I think this is fun because it forces like I, I like the uncertainty of things at times, too. Like it, it's probably more of a pain in the ass for teams, but it's a, but it's fun. But I mean, the Kirk thing, there is so much there because the, the Kirk thing, as we discussed last week, also involves this whole thing of you have to make a decision on Kirk because you can't allow that dead cap. Uh, cash to hit your cap if you're keeping him yeah but could you get him to back that up are are there ways i mean there's there's a ton of ways to do things and manipulate contracts because keep in mind his contract he's not a free agent it's going to void out so like it's not the exact same it's close but the point is like what is the timeline as well so like going into the draft i'm guessing he signed somewhere perhaps here but there's just so many Um, tentacles off of this entire discussion of decisions that are going to have to be made not super quickly, but they're going to come on you pretty, you know, pretty fast. All right. Who's next on Vikings vent line Dex? All right. Let's go to Josh. Josh. what's up, gentlemen? I'm going to break open the, uh, the fire hose here. So no, the floor is yours. Yeah. What do you want to see happen here? What what do I want to see happen here? Uh, Free agency this year. I think if I'm not mistaken, we have some money to play with. A lot of expiring contracts. Get rid of, uh, um, you know, Marcus Davenport, who obviously did not do anything that was a big waste of time this year. Um, yeah. So we've got, there's a lot of defensive end and def- defensive tackles, cornerbacks available. If you look at the 2024 uh, free agency, Josh Allen, Chris jo- uh, Jones, Brian Burns. Um, obviously, we have um, Daniel Hunter that we could resign as well. So I think we, in free agency, we got to pick up at least two, three. All pro, all pro um, type uh, defensive players, and then in the, and then the draft uh, we go quarterback first round. If not, and if we decide to keep Kirk Cousins, maybe we go in round two. But either way, I think we do do a defensive end or defensive tackle in those first two rounds, one of the two. And I, I still think we need help at cornerback. We might even need a, another free agent cornerback. Oh, offensive line, um, I still think we need help. Uh, we, we need to figure out wide receiver three because I don't know if KJ is going to be around here anymore. Um, backup, uh, backup running back. I think um, I think we need a, another running back. I think Cam Akers should be potentially resigned at a team friendly deal. He did pretty good. I know he's injured. Didn't he but... just tear his Achilles for like the sixth time or something? He's How torn many... both twice he's now. To... He's torn both <laughs> of them now. That makes me very nice. I wouldn't spend a lot of money on him, obviously. Yeah. obviously. 
Um, I, you know what? I think Wanham too is definitely. He, he did pretty good this year. I think he has a future with us. Obviously, on a team friendly deal. Um, we need to figure out safety help. Is Harrison Smith going to be back? Is you know, are we going to just plug in uh, what's his face? I don't even know his name anymore. See, Lewis. Yeah, Seen? correct. I don't even know the guy's name. I don't think they can play. plug him in. I don't <laughs> yeah. think so. They don't. And here's him. the thing. And Josh, thank you for coming on here. And jo- like, that's a good segue into what we're going to start doing on Tuesday. But here's the problem. They don't actually have that much money to spend. Like that's, but like Josh just laid out all the things that they need, and he's a hundred percent right. Boy, boy, they need at least two dominant defensive linemen or an edge, and maybe even three. If we're talking about competing for a Super Bowl, based on where their roster is at right now, they need three dudes up front, an edge or two edges, and a guy in the middle that they don't have under contract right now next year. They probably need an extra outside cornerback. They probably need, not probably, they for sure need a number three wide receiver, an actual starting or backup running back to tie, like this, that, the other, this, that, the other. You're not, you're not going to go sign, they don't have enough money to go sign like five all-pro players in free agency, nor do those players all necessarily want to play for the Vikings. Right. So that's just kind of the reality of where they're at. They're not just like a move away in the offseason from... Bring Kirk back, go sign this guy, and let's go win so, a Super Bowl. That is not where this franchise is at. Right. So with, with that in mind, that does make this the perfect time to draft a quarterback and sort of, I don't know if to take your lumps is the right term for it, but like this would be the perfect time, I think, to turn a page. Because if you bring Kirk back, you are committing to trying to be as competitive as possible immediately again. And then there's in, an inherent pressure to try to win with guys who aren't who aren't necessarily the guys that you want to fill out your roster. And we didn't even mention if Brian Flores is coming back, who, by the way, did a masterful job until the end. Once Murphy went out, guess what? Those quarters got exposed bad. So like that's a whole that's a different question. But I, I think that this this actually and what he's pointing out makes a great case for why drafting a quarterback is really smart right now. Yeah, but I would I would not do that. I would I, it's it's funny like the Vikings have spent so many years and they've hit on Jefferson. They hit on Addison. They're trying to build from the outside in more often than the other way around. They mm-hmm. don't draft edge rushers and defensive linemen oh, in the I'm first sorry. round. No, I no, I said quarterback. I would draft a quarter quarterback in this draft in the first round. No, but you and, said cornerback too. You you were talking well, about cornerback. They're bad. They're bad at corner. The point is there's too many holes to fill. So I'm not going to try to bring Kirk back and make an immediate, like, here we go again. I'm drafting a quarterback in the first round. And then eventually you would like to fill in, but you're going to have to get that right as well. And you're not there right now. My first two picks are going to be some combination of edge interior defensive lineman and, or quarterback Mm -hmm. leaning toward quarterback in the top 10. But yep. like I don't, I, oh, they're thin at cornerback. They're thin at this. They need yeah. I, doesn't matter. Like fix the quarterback and the trenches long term on defense. All right, yep. let's let's keep it going here. Vikings Ventline Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, a few more left. Let's go to Adam here on Ventline. What's up, Adam? Hey boys, promise my wife won't jump in this time. Um, so <laughs> it's okay. Um, I do like the idea of a quarterback in the first round, but here is what I'm mulling around with bringing Cousins back. PFF says he's probably due 
in, I don't know if they use an algorithm or if they really dug down to it, a two-year, $60 million contract. So 30 mm-hmm. a year, right? That's what they roughly value him as. Um, but this would be the first time in his career where he would have the same offense for third time. Now, granted, he is not young, right? So he, But the thing we always talk about, he's a system quarterback. He is not an improviser. That's not in his bones. He needs to go through his projections, right? But when he kept having all these uh, turnaround at at, at offensive coordinator, it's a different check down, right? Or number one, number two, number three is different. But this is the third year that he's going to have it for the first time in his career. Rich Gannon was uh, uh, MVP in in his 15th season, right? So granted, he had two Hall of Fame receivers on that doesn't hurt anybody you know but we have a future hall of famer and jj potential with addison you know and hopefully hawk you know is you know pulls adrian peterson you know and comes back you know sooner rather than later not the full calendar year but that's the only thing that's that makes me wonder what if with kirk is that we this is the first he's never the only time he's only had the same offensive coordinator for more than one year once in his career and that's when he had sean McVay for two years in washington ever since then it's been another 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 yeah now granted they run kind of a similar system and here's the other thing with koc he ain't gonna change he we saw it he tried to run the same offense with you know, with all of our backups, he didn't change the playbook. He's a little bit of Childers like that. This is a kick-ass offense type deal. Yeah, but you got to have a kick-ass quarterback to run that kick-ass offense. Yeah, no, that's the listen, only reason why I kind of think about that. Adam, thank you for for jumping on here, and I think he represents a lot of fans that are still in that sort of what if mindset with Kirk, which has been his whole career. Right. Well, what if he just had more stability at offensive coordinator? What if he had what if he had more stability with a franchise that would give him a guaranteed contract in Washington? What if he had better weapons over here? What if he had better offensive line? Well, what if the defense wasn't ranked 25th, even though it was ranked third or fourth the first two years he was a Viking? Right. It's it's how how confident are you that this train of what ifs when it comes to Kirk Cousins will lead to an actual pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? That's my question. Well, and I think, but I'll absolve uh, Cousins completely by saying this. I think when you look at the current state of this franchise and the current personnel deployment and what this team has, they don't have, like, bringing Kirk back is fine. But is there enough around Kirk outside of Jefferson, Addison, and maybe Hawkinson to win? And my answer is, in my opinion, there is not to win a Super Bowl. So like you, this isn't a Kirk thing to me as much as a reset thing. And I'm not saying burn this thing down. But when you look at what we just went through, right, with all of those positions and all of the areas, very high priority of need, is bringing Kirk Cousins back going to catapult you in 2024 to a Super Bowl? And my answer is no, it's not. Kirk came here. Look, the opportunity, we it's so funny because we still talk about Kirk like it's 2017 going into 18. Mm-hmm. The opportunity to plug Kirk in and win a Super Bowl was when Spielman did it. And he knew that. Yep. Like he's Correct. not a complete moron. He knew what he was doing. He said, you know what? Case was a great year. Ain't going to last. Everyone was right on that, right? Mm-hmm. And they plugged this guy in. Team had defense up the wazoo. It was incredible defense. Uh, the team had 
Thielen. The team had Diggs. The team had a young Dalvin Cook. And they plugged him in. And that was your chance. And then maybe 18 and 19. This ain't the same team now. And so it's time, I think, and again, this isn't dumping on Kirk. I think it's time to hit the reset to start fresh because this is an opportunity where you're going to have to build this thing back up a bit. Also, let's say you decide to move on from Kirk Cousins and you're wrong, right? Like he has a couple really good years left in the tank. Really good for Kirk, meaning like he's he's still going to do some Kirk things here and there. And and he goes to Atlanta, goes to the Steelers, and that team goes to the playoffs and maybe wins a game and gets beat in the second round. Like, I guess I find it funny that people treat the, ooh, you better be careful what you wish for, getting rid of Kirk Cousins, like it's the Patriots from five years ago. Oh my God! Is it time? Is this the year that we have move off Tom Brady? Oh, I don't know. It's like uh, I mean, you're they're literally talking about moving off a dynasty caliber quarterback, right? And 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 there's a faction of Vikings fans that act that way with Kirk. That oh, you better be careful, boy. You better watch out. If you get rid of Kirk Cousins, then what? And I would say, what do you mean, then what? They literally have one playoff win in six years with Kirk Cousins. They haven't gone to the playoffs in back to back seasons. But what if this? What if that? Okay, well, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe they're wrong. But what? Are, it's not like they're moving off a dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, anyways, all right. Who uh, before we get to a couple more here, let's shout out our friends at Nutrisource. So, Maya Mackey is fueled on Nutrisource chicken and rice, Nutrisource training treats. It is the official dog and pet food of Purple Daily and Score North Boy. And that, that's why that little girl right there, Stella, she absolutely loves not only her Nutrisource breakfast and dinner, but also her treat. She goes outside, she comes in. The first thing she does is stop and say, give me my Nutrisource, just like that guy there, the Vinster. Who's a good Same boy. thing. He, he ran out the door about Ooh. 20 minutes ago because he knew mom was coming home. And, and if anything can get uh, his, his you know, pep in his step a little bit, it's some Nutrisource treats. So I'm sure he's uh, snacking on them as we speak right now. You can go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. They specialize in, in gut health for your animal as well. So uh, rest assured, you get those little Tootsie Roll poops on a regular basis. It's great. Uh, NutrisourcePetFoods.com. They should start making human food for uh, guys like me with bad digestive systems. Uh, also, Zero Res is here to help you breathe a little more fresh air during the uh, post-holiday period here right you have people over your house probably got uh you know you know people tracking their snow and their muddy feet in and it's just time for a reset all around and zero res is here to help you deep clean your house not help you just do it for you so you don't have to diy it yourself uh you can call zero res or go to zero res and say you want the score north special and that means three rooms zero resified starting at just 119 dollars and $75 off when you get your air ducts zero res cleaned as well. 952-ZERO-RES or ZEROResMinnesota.com. Make sure you specifically ask for the Score North special. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same, zero res. Okay. Update uh, for the scoreboard watchers here. We're rooting for the Bears to beat the Packers and the Raiders to beat the Broncos for the Vikings to improve their draft position from 10th Actually, it's, it, they're holding strong at 10th right now. If those things happen, then they'll then they'll sit at 10. Right now, the Packers lead the Bears 7-6, to six, almost halftime. The Raiders lead the Broncos 10-7. to seven. So if those scores held, the Vikings would pick 11th in the draft. All right, who do we got next here? And what do you want to see happen this offseason is our main question of the day. All right, let's go to uh, Big Spence here. Spence, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, man. Greatly appreciate 
the three of you and your content, giving me the ammunition to uh, defend myself down here in Iowa, where oh, I have yeah. the Chiefs, Bears, and Packers. Oh, so, glad to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so thank you very much. Um, you know, went up to three home games this year. You know, went to Chiefs, you know, uh, Tampa Bay, saw three losses. You know, I'm taking my daughter now. I'm taking my wife. They're getting as into it as I am. I mean, game day, we look forward to it every year. And I don't think I've seen a home win since uh, the Giants game last year, um, right? I mean, drove up in that blizzard. Yeah, that, that was yeah. Uh, but, you know, totally worth it, you know, about, about went off the road, took eight hours, but totally worth it. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, what I think this offseason, um, you know, first of all, you know, w- focus on the positives. I think uh, B-Flow, right? I mean, uh, you had Zimmer, you had Donna Shell. Now you got a positive from Brian Flores. And I think if you can get him locked down, I mean, I'm sure he's going to take some meetings, right? I mean, he's going to take some interviews, things like that. But if you get him locked down, then you got consistency on on defense. Now you go into the draft, use that 10 pick. I mean, outside of Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, I mean, how many top, top guys are really killing it? I I, I don't know off the top of my head, but hitting on a top 10 quarterback, I mean, uh, you know, it's possible. But if you trade that, 10 pick back, let's say, grab some those defensive players that would be desperately you pick up a JJ McCarthy maybe later on in the draft, something like that. You know, someone who's playing for a Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he's playing tomorrow night, right? I mean, clearly he's doing something right. So to me, I you know, building more of those pieces. And then the Kirk Cousins, it's ah, that's a tough one. I mean, like like I think Judd was saying, if he's willing to cut some of this dead money next year, maybe you work something out. How bad does he want to stay in Minnesota? Don't know. But that's my opinion is you have you have very little money to spend. You don't have a ton of draft capital either. You have tons of gaps to fill. Why not fill as many as you can with what you have versus going all in on one position? That's yeah. my No, big Spence coming in here. I mean, it nice wouldn't work. I wouldn't fight the Vikings too much if they decided, hey, we're gonna have, you know, a top 10, top 11 pick in the first round and the second round. And we love some of the trenches players and we're going to keep building our car. And if that means missing out, we don't, we love Drake may and we love Caleb Williams. We can't move up that far. We like the other guys, but we love these edge rushers. Like if they wanted to keep building their car out, I know that it'd be kind of a buzzkill for, for fans and people looking for that franchise quarterback, but I would not fault them if they said, let's just, let's keep stacking. Let's build the trenches. So if if they made a valiant attempt uh, to trade up last April uh, uh, to get Richardson in what the top three, right? I believe he went in the top three. If they made a real attempt there and were hell bent on trying to do it and just fell short, if you're at ten or eleven, you're going to be in pretty good shape to potentially make that same type of trade and be successful. What I would say is this: if you identify, and this is most of Kyle. If you identify a quarterback that you absolutely love, like if Jaden Daniels is the guy and you are sold on, on him and you know he's going top five, which is a probability, I, I would guess by the time the draft comes around, I would have no problem with making a big splash move to get him. Mm-hmm. If you're not in love with any of the quarterbacks and you're going to, for lack of a better explanation, force a ponder pick, then yes, then trade back, get picks. Um, but I think my first eye would be towards actually trying to go up because if you get the right guy 
who's going to fit into your system. And this is also like, I think the one thing that we forget too is I don't think we take in, into account the, um, the culture and structure of teams who draft these QBs. Like I think D'Amico Ryans in Houston has set a really good tone there. And if you took CJ Stroud and threw him on the Panthers right now, we all assume he would have gotten them to the playoffs, right? I think that's flawed. So like if the Vikings are building what we think, and I will continue to say, I think O'Connell has built a good culture there. Um, a lot of this also is you identify the quarterback, but then you also give that guy a really good chance. Because mm-hmm. we have seen, and we've talked about this before, we have seen some what look to be really good prospects get ruined by going to the wrong place. This is the right place for a quarterback prospect. Is, is it the perfect place? No. Kevin O'Connell, there's still some questions, but by and large, there's some weapons. You're going to have Hawkinson coming back. You're going to have three excellent pass-catching weapons. You're going to have a franchise left tackle, franchise right tackle. You've got infrastructure, a, a coach that's going to pour energy into developing and communicating with a quarterback. So from that standpoint, this is a much better environment for a quarterback to jump into than maybe some of the other. Like, the, I mean, Zimmer loved Teddy Bridgewater, but Zimmer wasn't developing Teddy Bridgewater on a on a micro level. He was the defensive coordinator, basically, as a head coach. So uh, let's uh, I think it's Taylor who's going to wrap this thing up for us on Vikings vent line. What's going on, fellas? Hey, me? man. Yeah, we got you. Uh, I actually think this team's too soft, to be honest with you. I think KLC, to be honest, was never going to win a championship. I think he's too soft. I might he might relate to the people, uh, to the players and stuff, but I don't see him being like that uh, that guy that brings us to the promised land. If anything, um, I think it's more of like who are our defensive coordinators? Beeflo. I know he has some problems in Miami and stuff. But I see him actually getting something done with uh, with our team and stuff. Uh, just KSC, I guess. I don't know. I'm looking at him right now, a picture, and I just, I'm just disgusted. <laughs> just, um, like, Taylor's just like looking at his ears. Throwing darts at like yeah, a picture um, of Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, it's it's almost to that point where it's just like, man, just grow up here, dude. Just grow up here. <laughs> get the child done for us. You know, we're all dying for it. Uh, so that, that's all I really got to say is we just need uh, a beef up a little. We need a Start hitting the Arby's diet, you know, beef up a little, get the beefs and the cheddar, uh, and we'll be all right. But uh, that's probably it. Love it, man. That's a great great way to finish it off. Thanks for jumping on, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, we went over on Thursday last week in terms of just the finesse, soft nature of this team. That This team has played in 14 one-score games with mostly backup quarterbacks, and they're still 28th in rushing attempts. And they're like 25th in yards per attempt, whatever it was. So even just from a play calling standpoint and a philosophical standpoint, close games with backup quarterbacks. Are we going to run the ball now? No, <laughs> not going no, to. No, no, we're still going to. We're going to throw on, that pill, Nick Mullins. And on defense, it's, I mean, it really is like one of the smallest defenses. And if you took like the starting 11 players on every defense and just added their weight up from one through 11, the Vikings probably have one of the lightest defenses, right? They're, they play with three safeties. It's a it's a three four sort of base, but they don't have like the big three hundred twenty pounder in the middle that takes up space. So it is they are super finesse, and it has to be by design because they've done nothing otherwise, like schematically and everything else. Like they're small and they pass the ball all the time. So 
And it's not really working that well. No, not this season, at least it didn't. Yep. So, all right. Wow. What a season of, of Vikings vent line. And by the way, Vikings vent line will continue weekly throughout the off season every Sunday with Declan and listeners. It, it kind of shifts from, you know, this reactionary, you know, hour and a half of vitriol and takes or celebration to more big picture off season discussion. But uh, this show will remain a staple in the off season led by Dex on Sundays. Yeah. Super excited. I had a blast last year talking to a bunch of different Vikings fans. So if you want to, uh, get onto that show. Just shoot us an email, just like you typically do, vikingsbandline at gmail.com. I comb through a bunch of the invites and stuff. So if you want to get in on an off season edition, yeah, just hit us up. Normal email, vikingsbandline at gmail.com. Yeah. So much to talk about. God, and this it's going to be fun. And it will all start. Like, we we kind of started today, but like all of this off season discussion and speculation will start this week on the show. We'll give our hottest Vikings takes tomorrow. We'll start to go through blueprints and different reckless speculation. Tuesday, Wednesday. So, yeah, this is going to be... I know that there's a lot of fans that are still trying to sort of comprehend the buzzkill ending to this season, and they looked for a while like they were going to make a run, and they won a bunch of games in a row, but the off-season fodder and discussion on this show tends to be some of the most fun that that we have. So stick with us here. This remains a daily Viking show here, Daily Vikings Entertainment. One more time. Oh, you want to wave the flag? This is it? The the show's done? I mean... for the season it doesn't need the accompanying <sighs> music i'm just it, here it is you know what half mast i'll take it down a little bit well there. you kind of bet you just yeah you backed you back backtracked off that hardcore that there, there. that's it that was very much like the viking season joe was like let's get the flag he's like no okay you don't have to play the music it'll just be half mast actually flag is waving in all right Wave it. If you're going to wave it, wave it, Kevin. No, 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 this is it. No, this is it. I'm being as soft as the Vikings were. Just a soft wave. There it goes. Bye. There it is. That's a a good microcosm of the Vikings season here. We will see you guys tomorrow for Hottest Vikings Takes live at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Thank you for making this one of the top football podcasts in America. We look forward to what this offseason brings. See you guys.